When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome, once again, to the summer, to a... Oh, no. It's a summer slam, this boy Oh god It's a summer slam, what's happened bro? What's I happened? Don't know, I don't know Well someone's walked in the room, isn't it? No, I've just fallen apart already. I can't even intro this thing. You know what? It- Welcome to a summer edition of, it, uh, of Wolf the Wolf and Owl podcast <laughs> with me, the Owl, and him. Hi, I'm the Wolf. And my crazy, <laughs> crazy co-host has got portrait gall brain at the moment, yo. Oh, do you know what? It's, oh, honestly, in all seriousness, I over the last couple of days, I've been making like proper dad jokes. Oh, no. And to the point where Theo said to me, I don't know how you're going to go back to work if you're going to be what? doing stuff like that. Yeah, he said to me, if you're going to be cracking jokes like that. Do you think there's a problem now that you, because you're like a bit of a show-off, obviously, in life. Do you think now that like... Sort of... I knew I knew you were going to go this angle because you sat back, <laughs> you started stroking your chin because you knew you had something you're proud of to deliver. Go on. No, 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 but you're a bit like, you know, if we're out in company and we're out with mutual friends, you'll be like sort of like doing cracky, zany things, right? Um, is it now that, because you're with your family... Is that, is, that your, is that your recollection of me? Is that whenever you and I are with mutual company <laughs> that I'm doing zany things? Or do you find that I become an elective mute for the evening? <laughs> I love the thought, right? Of you being going like we're out with some people and people are going oh fucking hell he's had like three beers and then you going who thinks I can juggle all these bags of crisps 
Oh, don't worry about it, mate. It's fine. No, 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 no. You said I can't. Yeah. I got these bags of crisps. I, 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 okay, okay. Look, go buy buy every flavour crisps. I bet I can finish in forty five seconds. <laughs> no, go on. No, put your money on the ta- put your money on the table. No, put your money on the. Ta- what are you talk? No, I know. Look, you can talk about that issue later. Look, get honestly, honestly, I'll do it right now for you. Romy, Romy, no feelings. Uh, what what sort of stuff? What have you been standing in front of them and doing like and like a little audience? Or? No, no, but like. Like, like, for example, Theo had a bit of... It was his birthday yesterday. He had a bit of birthday. Big shout out my guy, Theo. Happy birthday, bro. He had some cake on his chin. Right. I actually went, all right, cake chin. I mean, that... Literally, it's not even... I don't even think that's route one. It's not even a joke, man. I know. Mate, look, Tom... How old was Theo? How old was Theo? 12. Oh, man. Like, you might be able to do that to Charlie and get away with it. How old's Charlie now? Seven. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie, Kate Chin's going to work with Charlie. You probably think it's like a superhero I was saying, right? Like, Theo is not... You're not going to get respect you, you know, from your you know, you, know, you know what I find so weird about your response? Not weird. Weird is the wrong thing. What I find so cruel, I would say, about your response to this, okay, is that I've just I've just said to you, it's a thing that I'm not worried about, but, you know, it's a it's a thing, an issue. My son said to me, you're making dad jokes, right? And I've shared that with you. Right. right, and and you, if the, if you'd received, if we got an email going, oh hello guys, love the podcast, uh, please keep me anonymous. I'm a working comedian who's been on holiday for a little bit and a little bit nervous about going to work because I started making uh, jokes with my kids that would be classified as dad jokes, and now I'm starting to worry about going to my job. You go, okay. Well, first of all, let me just stop you there. <laughs> Uh, this is one of the this is one of the greatest emails we've ever received. Let me just tell you, so I imagine you're the best comedian in the world. Now, what what you got to do is remember, you're on holiday, you're trying to entertain your kids, you're just having a nice time. What you do at worst is not the same as what you do on Dow's vacation. All right. So what I would say to you, my friend, is you know actually the way that you made a joke with your son suggests to me. That you're one of the nicest human beings on the planet. That's what I'd say to you, first of all. Right. Let what me just say. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Say well, let's just put this into context. Relax yourself and do you. Right. And then I say it to you in conversation Oh, you fucking. No, no, oh, no. Oh, my God. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. you no. must be worried about that. You get away with that with a seven year old, but you can't say that to a 12 year old. Right. Your career's over. You came on here showing off, right? Saying, oh, I'll be smashing these fucking dad jokes, right? Okay. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll turn around to Charlie, had some cake on his chin. And I'm like, yo, look at you. What's your nickname? Cake Chin, right? No, 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 no. You've embellished that. I went, hello, Cake Chin. Right, okay, yeah. Arguably, mine's better, right? <laughs> but the truth was. Do you know what? I actually, do you know what the worst thing is? I said, if you're a member of the Avengers, you'd be Cake Chin. You didn't say that. I think Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> it's like, you should have turned around and go, knock, knock. Go on, quick. Knock, knock. Oh, sorry. Who's that? Your chin. It's got some cake on it. Yeah, I don't... I Listen, um, my issue with that is you're making that person have to respond to what is essentially the delivery of a turd. <laughs> at, at least... At least with my joke, he didn't have to well, do anything. Hold on, hold on, Okay, go on, go on. Um, yo, your chin's calling. It's got some cake on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually an old building site classic. If you used to have food down your chin or sort of around your mouth, yeah. someone would go, Oi, didn't you want that bit? That's a good oh, one. God, yeah. That, that. 
or you're saving that for later. Yeah. This kid's starving in Africa. This bloke's got enough food to leave some on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how have you been? Good, boy. Good, good. Just like... I'm actually missing you a lot. I miss you, babe. I miss you, boy. I miss your, you. Your beard is very fulsome and thick. Do you know this is do. this is the heartbreaking thing? This is doing it. I, I know what you're about to say. The next 24 hours, I have to shave this beard off. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to be like moon face again. Like looking at this now, I look at this beard and go, you know what? I finally got this to where I want it, right? And then I'm conscious now, right, that for probably the rest of this, well, what we call the summer, and I'm doing that in inverted commas because uh, I'm being ironic, uh, is or sarcastic at one of the two. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sort of takes a stank off it a bit when you don't even know what you're talking about. Is I'm going to look like someone's drawn a fucking face on the back of a ball bag. It's like genuinely, like, I hate fucking being clean shaven. It's such a horrible thing. How long will you have to be clean shaven for? Uh, it's a bit of a well for six weeks of filming this thing, and then I go into straight into another thing, and then it's so I'm hoping that I can regrow a beard of sorts between because it's then I'm filming till January, so it's going to be sporadic, like like on and off. So hopefully I can I can just grow. Is this grow. just a story about how busy you are? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I'm uh, Look, struggling because I'm going to have yeah. to. I'm going to have to. Mom, mom, mom. Do you know what my nightmare is, Tom, is I've got a shower every day because I've got to be clean to go and film. Uh, more, more than likely, well, you're, at the moment, you don't have to shower every day because you can get in that sweet, sweet swimming pool. You're literally now living the fucking... This, you are in the dream life. <laughs> you look so morose about it. Can I just apologise to you and the listeners because I'm sort of half asleep at the moment. It's really... I'm sort of struggling. I feel like I'm struggling. You know, like... Uh, I'm listening to you talking. I think, God, Tom's on form today. And I just feel like really sort of foggy. Uh, You've just been exercising, haven't you? That's why. I've, I've That's a difference. Have you been exercising out there? I've been running every day. Have you? Yeah. Well, yes, I have been. Not to try, obviously not to lose weight, just to counteract everything else I'm doing while I'm out here. Are you, what's your diet like while you're out there? Because let me shout out Portugal, by the way, because Portugal's pretty good for yeah, like, that, you, like yeah, a God. dude like you, vegan. Right? Shout out Portugal. Shout out Europe, actually. Not Europe, man. Don't shout no, out Europe. No, not Europe. No. There's some places like, no, I mean, look, shout out Europe on the basis of Europe doing great things, but uh, some European, like I'm talking about veganism and where people are at for guys like you. And like, there's been a couple of European places I've been and I'm like, oh God. I actually say to my, my, my missus, Ron would not be out of cope here. Ron should fucking have a terrible time here for food. Well, you've said that to, your, to Catherine? Yeah, I've said it to waiters as well. Oh, my friends are vegan. If he came here, he'd have an awful time. Really? What did they say? Thank you so much for complaining about something that doesn't <laughs> is not relevant to tonight and you at all. <laughs> no, no, they just sort of say, oh, why? And I'm like, you know, because there's nothing on your menu you'd be able to eat. You probably have no, to. No, they meant, and then they go, no, I meant, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> like, he'd have to order a menu, that's all I'm saying, if he ever came here. So, have I told you this story about the, have I told you the VR goggles story? No, well, you've got VR goggles in your palatial no, villa. No, no. No, 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 no. So this is a story that was in my last book, right? Yeah. And um, it's a story about, it's not a story, it happened. We were at this restaurant in Portugal a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. And and our Alex, our second son, was due to get a PlayStation 4 for his birthday. His birthday's a little bit after, we, it's a little bit after the summer, right? Yeah. So I said to him, um, so he, anyway, he's about to get his PlayStation. We, we was at this restaurant, he said, I want, I want the fish. Right. And I said to him, let me say something now, my little G. It's not fish fingers. That is actually going to look like a fish. It's going to have a head and a tail, and it's going to be looking at you. You do not want that fish. And he said, I want it. 
And I said, I know what's going to happen. You're going to order the fish. It's going to arrive here and you're not going to want it. He said, honestly, that's what I want. Anyway, the fish arrived. But just quickly, you've got the problem as well. When it comes, the fish does come. He doesn't want to eat it. You can't finish it because of your political beliefs. So, okay, first of all, I'm not vegan because of political beliefs. Really? Ethical. No, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Would you still apologise to me because you got the word wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. In a narky way. So- okay, fine. Ethical. <laughs> like, no, no, like I, I fucking invented the word ethical. I've been going around telling everyone, oh, <laughs> when you say political, can you say ethical, actually? So that's how I prefer it. <laughs> no, 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 like, if he's struggling with the fish, you can't jump in and go, right, I've got this. I've got this. No, you and, also, in... uh, and also the swan hates fish. What? Can't eat it. Oh, I remember that for if you ever come around for a barbecue. I won't have any fish or prawns. Does she like prawns? I mean, I mean, if you invite us around, it's going to be a, ter- it's going to be a fucking terrible evening. No, it'd be fucking Tofu City, wouldn't it, with a couple of beef burgers <laughs> thrown in the mix. <laughs> Why does this tofu taste so good, Tom? It's just like, what have you done to this? I just cooked it with the burgers. <laughs> That's what you're tasting there, my friend. <laughs> I thought I'd invite, you to a li- I'd, I'd invite you to a little place I like to call Flavour Country. Enjoy. <laughs> That's beef burger juice, my baby. Uh... <laughs> Rob, Rob, you know that little sort of brown, uh, you know that brown kind of crust on the tofu there, the flavour bit there? Yeah. That's beef. That's beef juice. <laughs> but it's not actual beef, so you can eat it. <laughs> you know that sort of slimy little sludge around it? <laughs> The only bit that's got any fucking taste. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the, by the way, what I'm about to tell you is stupid by me. Um, so he said, so the fish arrived, he said, I don't want it. I said to him, you're just saying that now because you're being, I said to him, you're being a bit fussy. And I was handing this wrong. My son is fussy about food and that should be respected. And the way that I used to handle it is not acceptable. Right? I used to sort of make it out like he was, he was laying it on a bit thick. But the truth is, if somebody doesn't like something, they don't like something. And that needs to be respected. And I didn't get that at that time. I thought he's just been a bit difficult. Having said that, on this occasion, I thought I'd won. Because I said to him, I think you're just being fussy. In fact, I'm, I'm so sure you're just being fussy. If you eat that fish, which I'm sure you can and will enjoy it, uh, I'll get your VR goggles to go with your PlayStation. Right? <laughs> Now, uh, I've, I've told this story a, a, a couple of times to mates, and they've told me it really is a pathetic thing I did yeah. and also a needlessly expensive thing I did. And also, when you tell the story, it sounds a bit dick-swingy as well. Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah, going, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I accept all that. I acknowledge all that. And thank you so much for listening to what I said there without jumping in and going, well, yeah, let's just say, you know, Rob, it's a fucking horrible move. No, 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 I don't think it's horrible. I just think what, what you should have done is, like, too many, like, knelt down next to him, looked in the eye and go, if you can finish mm. this fish, you shall have the respect of your father. Oh. Do, do you know what? It it really speaks volumes to me that you think that that would have any impact mm. upon him at all. If you think that kid gives a shiny shit about having my respect. <laughs> anyway, he smashed through the fish before he could fucking bat an eyelid, right? Done. I'm gone. <whistles> his birthday rolls around. We get him the VR goggles. He's been playing with them ever since on his PlayStation. This trip, we're on the plane. We're on the way to Portugal. He said, to, I'm sat next to him. He said to me, he, he requested to sit next to me. I, I thought it's because he liked me, but I, I'm wondering if it's because he wanted to tell me what, he, what he, I'm about to tell you he told me. So I sat on the plane and he said, there's, uh, there's, there's something I need to tell you. And I said, what? And he said, uh, you know, two years ago when we came to Portugal and you told me if I finished that fish, you'd get me VR goggles. I said, yeah. And he said, I put the fish under the cushion of my suit. 
Wow! I did not see that coming. My guy. And you know the reason... Well, the reason he told me, I don't think he told me because he felt guilty. He told me because he knew that we were going to go back to that restaurant. And the geezer, the geezer that... <laughs> He's probably been thinking about it for ages. Returning to the scene of the crime. Like a guy who's fucking robbed a fucking casino in Vegas who's worried about going back. The guy that runs the restaurant always remembers that I'm vegan. So that's what, that's what started freaking him out because he knows that the guy remembers us. So then he was like, what if they... What if they go, they found this fish under the cushion, like, last time we went? I said, well, we'll have to see, won't we, mate? And then he, was, and then he started going, please, can, can we not go to that restaurant? Please, can we not go to that restaurant? And then I said to him, why don't you walk in and go, God, I've not been here since that bloke put that fish under my seat that I didn't realise about until after I'd gone. Something like that. So just sort of drew, like, a cover story. He was actually considering it. And I said to him, look, he, he was he was refusing to go to the he wasn't refusing to go to the restaurant. He's not that type of kid. He was just going, "Can we not go to that restaurant? Can we not go to that restaurant?" I said, "Let me phone up and make the booking." I said, "If they give me an inclination that they spent about a year trying to isolate the source of this absolute stench <laughs> that been plaguing their restaurant, then we don't have to go anyway." I don't know if they remembered. I don't know if they did, but they didn't mention it when we went there. He was very relieved. It was a very you- anxious evening for him. But I thought actually. He needed a bit of anxiety. Not anxiety. Well, also, I mean, he he's fucking, bit... he's absolutely, I mean, let's, let's, let's get this straight as well. It's not just the restaurant owner. He's played for an absolute punk. Like he's fucking. It's Lisa, yes. No, well, yeah. But no, but Lisa didn't give it the old dick swing going, I'm going to get you VR goggles. <laughs> it's like genuinely, I actually respect the kids. Look, you know, I love all your boys, but fucking hell, man, Alex is just. He's something yeah, listen, else. you got. I, I, I did. Res- I gave him respect for that. I actually yeah, thought I mean, it was an incredible. To, to, to think about, and also, right, the eyes of the table are on Alex. As soon as he says, "I'm, I'm I want the yeah. VR goggles," right, the eyes of the table, mm. maybe even the restaurant, are on him. Right, this little boy is going to take on a whole fish. Well, we didn't announce. We didn't announce it to the. Right. To the yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe you should have done because it was a big move from him. Right, he then, right. I mean, it probably sh- shows how much you were scoffing your face. You weren't keeping an eye on your fucking the biggest bet of your life. What is going on with you today? What's no, going I'm just saying, you no. You were like, no, you weren't keeping any eyes on him. You're like eating your dinner, wolfing it down, right? And he's like that. Fucking hell, man. I, 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 w- I would accept this if I was talking to a guy that fucking took his time over his own food. <laughs> but, but don't forget, I've seen you eat on countless occasions, right? <laughs> No. You wouldn't notice. A, you wouldn't notice a fucking explosion if you're in the middle of a meal. <laughs> no, but like that is fucking. That is like Ocean's Eleven kind of vibes, isn't it? I know. I know. To hide the fish I, I, under I, a cushion is fucking. I know, clever. but I, but then do you know what? Even though he, like you said, he played me, and he lied about it. I felt sorry for him that it'd been sitting on his mind. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know. It's, but also, you must have felt a little bit of pride because he's like he's played the house and he's won, right? Yeah, but you can't, you can't, you um, can't show him that. But there must have been a bit in you and think, fucking hell, like, like if nothing else, like you know, I don't know what he's doing at school, but he could be quite, he could be quite a like poker player or a snooker player, like going from town to town playing like hustling yeah, that's people. Is is for him to be a a travelling snooker player? <laughs> no, but like he could be quite a good hustler, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, he could be like, yeah, going around like sort of American cities and stuff. And then Theo and Charlie reach out and try and like go and see him and stuff. And like he's living in Delaware and he's like, 
Yeah, no marriage. Well, and then we go and visit him wherever he is, and then he, he ends up robbing us and moving on to the next city. This, there's just a little note going, uh, looks like it's fish time again, Alex. <laughs> A.K.A. the Phantom on Cake Gin just sitting there. <laughs> what are you looking at, Cake Gin? Fucking Not idiot. again. <laughs> You're 33, mate. <laughs> get, get up, How many times have I said, I'm going to stop giving you cake? And when are you moving out? We went to a water park yesterday and um, you know what? Last week on this podcast, I talked to, to you about um, being a little bit more body confident on yeah, this holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was proud of you, and man. Partly, and partly thanks to you and your photo. Yeah. And uh, I went to a water park. I, I really struggle at water parks. In what sense? Because you have to walk around in just a swim shorts. Like you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It's not even just lying on the beach. You're walking around the whole day just in swim shorts, right? You know what I've thought, and, and, just quickly on that, I've thought maybe what could be make you look quite cool in that situation is take your dressing gown, like a nice dressing gown. Like a thin one, but a nice, yeah, and walk around in that. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right, yeah. No, no, and then how long do you think it would be before they think someone's escaped from a local institution and comes <laughs> to the water park? <laughs> no. Like, you know, you can have it open a little bit, like... But if you're walking around, you've got your board shorts on, I'm assuming, right? And you've got your uh, dressing gown on. like, And it hasn't got to be a big, thick, sort of like like mega top mm. dressing, dressing gown. It's like quite a thin no. sort of like one maybe with like an Arsenal logo on the back, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I think you can look quite cool. Then you've got your baseball cap on back to front. I think... Yeah. <laughs> Just like a really shit, fat, fresh Prince of Bel-Air tribute. <laughs> Charlie with some cake on his chin. And Alex just crying. Dad, can you just take the dressing gown off, please? You're ruining Aqua Show. You know what you could be what would be really cool though is when you get to the top of one of the slides and you give it you give your dressing gown to the guy at the top, you know, the guy to help mm. you down. And you just go, hold this, bro, I'm about to make some waves. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Do you like water parks? I'm, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the basis of walking around uh, with no top on all day because I do think you have it is that that side of things. Because just in the very nature of water parks, right, 
is you're going to have quite a few people who are in their sort of late, sort of, you know, 18, 19 to sort of like mid-20s who are stacked, who look amazing, right? It was, just, it was just insane. And then you're just insane. walking around and that it's a real fucking note to yourself to go, oh, well, yeah, I am officially middle-aged now, you know. And sort of, the, I think once you can get that in your head and realise that sort of no one expects. Well, you know, the the other thing is you you are shorn of all of your disguise, you know, your costume, because when you're fully dressed, you know, you, you put on some like fresh clothes, you put on a hat, you put on some shades or whatever. You, you, it's all this all this stuff to sort of mask what you are. Yeah. And then you're in a situation where for the day, you're just in your shorts. It's I just... have twice been in at water park and done a Homer Simpson. And the push of the water, uh, and maybe yeah, obviously my weight, and I think maybe some of the friction caused by body hair, has uh, has meant that I'm I've like literally got to a certain level down. Oh yeah, and you get bit, stuck. Yeah, yeah, and you've then got to do that really muggy thing of like pushing I, yourself I, I, in your yeah. hands. And, and I don't know what's more humiliating: the, the visual or just hearing the sound of what sounds like rubber rubbing against a, like a bathtub yeah. or whatever. Just yeah. That? And and also squeak. the sad. This is the saddest thing. Like, that actually fucking makes me feel even more sick. Like <laughs> having to fucking like push yourself down on your own hands, knowing that the water's now fucking built. Num- number one, knowing hopefully that someone's got a fucking grip on this, and he's not just fucking like sent someone yeah, else. Yeah, down. he sent someone else down. He's gonna smash into your back, and then you're gonna apologise, right? Because you're yeah. a fucking piece of shit, right? But then you're doing it with your hands, and you know, like when like. The one that I got caught on was one that was like a full round one. So like you're hidden, mm. right? And then you come out at the end of the sort of like fucking 360 thing and it opens up. And usually that opens up and someone just comes flying out going, yeah, yeah. like that, right? <laughs> you're on your fuck pushing yourself down with your hands, right? But you still feel the inclination to show that you're having a good time. Oh, <laughs> so no, you're pushing yourself it's... down in your hands. Then you try and lie back, hoping the water might just fucking take you. The water's now fucking is like fucking sand, like a dune around your fucking head, and you're like pushing yourself down, going yeah, yeah, and then you fucking literally push yourself into the water like an old man getting into a fucking hot bath. Yeah, and it's yeah, no, they're fuck fuck water parks actually. Now thinking about it, well, I think they're, I actually think they're disgusting. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, they're very unsanitary. They're one of my, yeah. I think I mean, they just of... sort of loads of people just pumping emissions into that. Yeah. Into that water. Oh, mate! I tell you what. Actually, someone dug us out the other day about uh, uh, a long time ago. The We in the Sea episode. Um, what do they say? Uh, we got a lot of ads. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. Saying what? But me and you were advocating people weeing in the sea, uh, and then I think Kerry. Say what? And then Kerry Katona would. Go oh, on. mate! I saw this. Yeah. Kerry Katona. Yeah. Kerry Katona. I don't want to uh, listen. I don't get dragged into some sort of like no, like a few beef here. Kerry Katona went on Good Morning Britain, I think, or, or Good morning, this morning. Britain, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. To and discuss let me just say, that... Manu, like, as if I think if Holly and Phil were there as two of your best friends, they'd have fucking definitely fucking stuck up for you. Who was hosting when? Uh... Uh, probably Eamon and Ruth, I'd imagine. Oh, that's fine. So Kerry Katona was talking about how offensive she finds it when people wee into the sea, yeah, and how she doesn't want to be near somebody who's weeing in the sea. First of all, can I say, you shouldn't be that close to anybody in the sea. It's it's the ocean. Yeah. Okay? That's the one place where you can give some people some personal... I would say, if you're close enough, if I could have a bumper sticker on my shorts, it would say, (laughs) if you're close enough to feel the warmth of my urine, you're too close.
see, that's what I'd fucking wear to a water park. <laughs> Where everyone's crammed in. Fucking mum's dragging their kids away from you. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't see, I don't, do people think it's an issue then? No, no, but what I'm saying is, right, in the sea, I'm completely with it. I'm, But let me tell you, water parks, mate, you are dizzy if you don't think, like, the amount of fun being had at water parks by, I'd yeah. say, 80% of the people there, like, they'll lose. You think 80% of the people piss themselves in a water park? Is that what you're yeah, getting at? Yeah, and probably... 80%? And quite a lot of them, I'd imagine, like, little farts as well, and, like, you know, when the water thing's going off and whatever. Yeah. Like, seriously, man, you've got to be really fucking on that. Yeah. And also, just sort of the the number of anuses that are being rinsed. Yeah, yeah, because I think some people are so excited to fucking get out and jump in the pool, they probably don't. They're not doing a thorough job of wiping their bums. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, all you're doing is giving a real deep insight into how you behave at a water park. <laughs> so now we know that you've pissed yourself, and now we know you don't bother to clean your ass properly. We also know that if you're on holiday, you don't shower because you rinse yourself off in the pool. <laughs> Fucking filthy. <laughs> living, like, living like a peasant in the 1800s. <laughs> this cafe code, Tom, we, we're just on holiday. Flies buzzing okay, around why me. Do you, why, do you always have to, why do you always have to regress? Just eating wild boar and not cleaning your ass. Just stinking of chlorine. <laughs> You're right, Mr. Dave. Yeah, I was in a pool earlier. <laughs> That chlorine will kill any bacteria. <laughs> oh god! Uh, the boys enjoyed it though, right, mate? They, I mean, that's the reason you go. They, they loved it. They're, all three of them stepped up. They're, like, I, I don't know. It must be Lisa because it's not my genetics. They're all fearless. Yeah. So I, I remember walking around as a kid. Like, genuinely, my mum said to me that. I, I was such a wuss when I was a kid. She didn't say it in those words, but basically I was such a wuss. She said, she once took me to meet some friends, like when I was really young. She once took me to meet some friends at a playground. And because I was so sort of inagile and kind of overweight, I saw the climbing frame that we were going to be playing on and I started crying. Oh yeah, I've been there though, brother. I was, you, you, were, just sort of, yeah. you just sort of know what the afternoon's got in store for you, which is... You going around a series of things and being much shitter than your mates are. No, but also and, like and you walking, walking beneath them, like, like as they oh, they climb, God. as they as they as they go across along the monkey bars. You like go, no, a, it's fun here. Look at you. Look at your shoes. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like when a, a ninja warrior, where a wife or a husband's running alongside them, like a ninja warrior. <laughs> Oh, and then the worst is the, the worst is when you try, you know, when you try and join in. You know the monkey bars, right? that go across i used yeah. to be terrified at our local park they had some of those right and this is before like now it's like a different world because like they've got that soft concrete stuff that was soft tarmac they put down yeah it's quite spongy like when it's we were kids proper, you know these kids don't know they're born do they no and i remember just thinking even at a young age i could genuinely die if i went on there i remember going to remember water palace in Burley. yeah we've talked about yeah, it we before. talked about it yeah. before yeah the razor blade place i remember like there i mean to be fair i'm quite amphibious so, do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's you're not one, you're not amphibious. Yeah, that's the one place that I knew that I'd become a dominant force within the. Oh. You know, the people would talk about me all around. You know, probably as far as Crawley as the boy who could. You know, 
hold his breath for a whole fucking like when the wave machine was going. Well, you just go under the water and yeah, yeah it's hold something. your breath the whole time. What a lovely treat for the lifeguards working there. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what I imagine their favourite thing is people that go underwater or pretend they're drowning. Did you ever used to Must do be that? The two, the two things that make their job so easy. Did you ever used huh? to? Do you know one of my favourite things to do when I like when I was probably about from the age of about fourteen to about twenty nine, right? Yeah. One of my favourite things to do. Right, this is actually a good. You should. This is a joke to put on the boys to get some respect back. Right. Okay. Go and get a Mars bar or Snickers. Right. Leap into the pool. Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> Leap into the pool as hard as you can. Right. And sort of like. Sort of like create a bit of a scene, oh, but no. put the Snickers down the back of your shorts, right? right? And as you're swimming, let the Snickers come out of the back of your shorts so it looks like you've pooed yourself. It's so honestly that'll get them and that'll get your respect. You've done when have you done that? I've done that so many times. I have you, <laughs> yeah. Like one of my favorite things used to be, right? If you, you know, like when you're in like back in the day, if you'd gone to Magaluf or something, right? And there's sort of like you're at a busy pool, there's all people around and stuff, like so it was a really busy pool, a lot of people in it. And you, yeah, people playing water polo or whatever, people fucking about. And then I'd do that and there'd be like a, I'd go, oh my God, like that. And then it'd be like a, <laughs> like a Mars bar. And you'd have to sometimes squeeze it so it looked like a poo. Just imagine your, your mate's going, Where, <laughs> you seen, where's Tom? Oh, he's gone to the, you're not going to fucking believe it. What? He's gone to the vending machine. Oh God. Maybe. He's going to do it again, isn't he? Yeah. Can you just laugh along because... <laughs> Bless him, it's the only thing he ever does on this holiday that he feels he's, proud of. Yeah he's, yeah. he's so ashamed at the bars of how he gets on. He, None of the girls are going near him, even though he's a bit... doesn't really like taking his top know, off at the beach, so... You know, someone's shat in our pool, yeah. I, I wonder if that was, that was actually mean, that it was a mask. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks you're disgusting because of this. No, but the boys might find it really funny. That could get you... Yeah, okay. Yeah, try it. That try could get it. me some parts. Video, I'll get Lisa to video it, and we'll put it up on the... Yeah, yeah I'll, put it up on the, I'll put it up on the audio podcast, no worries. <laughs> Right, should we do some emails? Let's go, homie. Let's go. All right, hold on one sec. Now, big up the swan, who... I, I need to give the swan an extra shout-out today. Yeah. So, after this... Um, after this, we finish this recording, I'm going to be going for my uh, my run. Yeah. And the swan has been going for a morning walk. Obviously, we can't go at the same time because yeah. the kids are here. And uh, she left for a walk, cut her walk short because she remembered she hadn't done the emails. Oh, wow. What a, I know. She rushed back. I said to her, I've got it under control. Don't worry. She goes, no, I'm the swan and I have to do this. Man. She didn't say it as dramatically. We, we, she, we, we are just, I guess she's the wind beneath our wings in a way. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is these are going to be quite half-assed because she chose them last minute. Um, okay. This is from the sloth. We've had a few sloths, I believe. Yeah. Uh, hi, Tom, Rom and the swan. Recently found your pod. Uh, it's wonderful and your friendship is golden. Thank you so much, sloth. I also have a very tight group of colleagues. I'll go out on a limb and call them friends. Um, she's done a very Tom thing here, which is named all of them. We don't, I'm, I'm not going to read out the names. Uh, anyway, big love. We're recently reminiscing about event tele... Do you know what? She doesn't want to be anonymous, so I'm just going to say it's Sue, okay? And her friends are Steve, Nathan, Rachel and Gemma. Do you know what? Uh, Genuinely, reason- this sounds like a what? really cool group. Like, genuinely, a nice bunch of people. Why? No, when you said Sue, I was like... <laughs> I was just trying to think. I was like, Sue is just a very like humble, sweet name, right? That I think is a nice, yeah, genuine sort of person, right? Uh, and then as you're sort of going through the others, I was like, yeah, Nathan sounds cool, Steve, yeah, yeah, good bunch of people. Okay, 
I, I, I can't even be bothered to unpack all of that. So we were reminiscing recently about event telly of our youth. One that Steve and I had in common was Big Brother, and we bonded over our excitement of the Friday night eviction show. The working week was done. We'd stop off specifically for snacks, get the blanket out, and fully relax. Friday night was Big Brother night. We looked forward to it all week. Where I lost a bit of respect for Steve, so it wasn't for getting excited about eviction night, was his snack choices. He had the whole of his local shop to choose from, every crisp chocolate bar and biscuit. You could, this is a... I tell you what, Sue writes an email, a lot like Tom Davis talks, by the way. <laughs> Shout out, Sue. Steve is a food lover, so I was excited to hear the specifics of his choices. Imagine the horror, imagine my horror, rather, when he chose a yogurt. What? A yogurt. His justification was, yeah, but it was a good one, the one with the corner. Muller corner, Muller corner. Well, we don't know. That know. is breakfast food. Don't know, it's a Muller corner. You talk big brother, uh, what? Late 19s, early part of this century, that had been a middle corner. There's yeah, but it might, it, might have, it might have been a corner shop knockoff, mightn't it? It might have been a Mallow or something. Yeah, well, okay. Maybe, I don't know. Check, looking at don't Steve. Get, uh, don't get narky with me. Whenever you speculate like this, <laughs> we have a little fun little detour down a potential... No, you're talking about oh. Steve, right, who's sitting there and he's got he's got all these snacks. I think Steve is going to... I'll give him the credit to say that if he's having a corner yogurt, he's having a middle corner. I don't... Okay, respect, fine. Sorry. I don't respect it, but... Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I can imagine Steve's doing all right for himself. Go on. We ran this choice behind the rest of the group. And on this very important point, Steve is on his own. Yogurt isn't a snack. Especially not a snack when you're practicing a bit of self-care with a blanket, snack and the TV you've been excited for all week. I need the views of the wolf and the owl. What would your go-to snack choices have been in this scenario? Can a yogurt ever be considered a snack? And should I just let Steve snack on whatever the fuck he likes? Thank you so much. Listen, I think there's rules to this snack life. And I don't think yogurts are in it. Um, I agree. Like, actually, to be fair, you know what? If if you'd have broken it down and said that he'd had like an Aero yogurt, I'd have respected him a little bit more. Mm. Um, Why is that better than a Muller Corner? Because a Muller Corner is breakfast or lunch food. What I about think those? Um, by sure the way, by the way, I, what, sorry, what's going on? Siri's just Siri on my watch had just recorded all that conversation, the whole of our podcast so far. Uh, well, that's um, good because I imagine you're actually recording it on your end <laughs> of the laptop. <laughs> so it would just be Siri doing my bits. <laughs> well. I um. By the way, first of all, obviously, you know, I don't eat yogurt. Well, yeah. I do eat yogurt, but I eat vegan yogurt, which people will get in touch with if I say that and go, "You can't call it yogurt because yogurt's got dairy in it or whatever." Is it soy? You my... have the soy ones, the chocolate soy ones. They're quite nice. Yeah, and they soy. do the coconut, the coconut ones. So this is uh, coconut collective. They're amazing. Well, vegan look at those. Uh, anyway, so I remember when I was at school, I used to get the banana yogurt with chocolate covered cornflakes. And that was absolutely delightful. I don't mind telling you. Still not a snack for watching uh, a movie. What is that that, then? You wouldn't have that for breakfast. That's lunchtime or that's that's either lunchtime or that's for your dessert for sort of probably a Wednesday or Thursday tea, I'd imagine. Right. That's what I'd say. Coconut Collaborative, sorry. Not Coconut Collective. Coconut Collaborative. Shout out to them. Anyway. Uh, I would say snack-wise... What my thing would be is I would probably get a bottle stroke can of Fizzy Pop or maybe two cans of Fizzy Pop. Probably at that time, even now, I'd probably reach for Coca-Cola or Coke Zero. Okay? Mm-hmm. I would then look at an assemble of crisps. What's it would what? be? An assemble of crisps. An assemble? Yeah. Like so I can't figure out. What... Say it slowly. Assemble. 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 It's probably actually, I'm probably, t- it's more of, that might be a French word. It might be a word, I think, is the sentence you're struggling for. <laughs> right. You're saying assemble with a French accent. Yeah. Right. Aren't you? Yeah, look. Yeah. 
Do you know what I was meant, what I meant by it? Yeah, you're I being pernic- but I'm trying to. You're being very like persnickety over. Uh, oh, very good. Uh, <laughs> over like but, that. But but listen. And by the way, this is a good point to bring this out. We haven't had this. We haven't had a conversation like this for a while. Uh, somebody had a go at me about picking you up for words. Um, no, I don't. I don't was, mind because I'll fight mine. No, well. no. But somebody said to me that I'm being a bit sort of like uh, what's like snobby and kind of being a bit arsy. And I do t- look. I take that point. But can I just say, and I want to clarify this again, I am not doing this to humiliate Tom. No, no, and, and neither do I feel humiliated because did you know what I meant by that word? Yes, I did. Then the rodeo is one, my friend. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But the point I'm trying to make is I don't want you to go and say that word in a conversation elsewhere when you're not, you, you know, you're talking to somebody. Like, you know, what if you're in a meeting, like some fucking meeting with, as you often are, in some meeting, you're trying to pitch a show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're constantly pitching shows. You've probably got to pitch straight after this podcast, <laughs> right? And yeah. then they say something to you like, um, you know, they said, oh, you know, help yourself to a, a snack before before we start the meeting. Oh, what an ensemble of items we have here. And then they said, we can't let this guy have a fucking show. He's a moron. Or I they, don't want that to happen to you. Look, the whole of life is if you can carry something off with enough bluff, they'll think, oh, I haven't said, heard it said like that before. Yeah, they yeah, think okay, that, fine. So yeah. are, you, are you saying that by me correcting you, I might be diminishing your chances of... of, of... No, look, look the, the, this is the difference, and this is what I want to get clear to everyone. Romesh will pick me up with words, and I will fight my own corner. The truth of the matter is me and Romesh, yeah, one of my best friends. I love this man with all my heart. He knows that, right? The reason, you know, he's an owl and I'm a wolf is he flies in the woods and he's scared of, like, leaving them, right? I'm a wolf, I will fucking run through the woods and I'll run out into the desert or whatever. Wolves can survive and wolves live outside the perimeters of normal foundations. So that is, you know, that is why sometimes I will try and use edgy words or I will try and break convention. Yeah. And that's why it's good to have a best friend who's an owl who can sort of sit on your shoulder and go, Christ, what are you doing? Like, like, hold, hold back. You're too crazy. And the wolf goes, sometimes you'll go, actually, you know what? I'm going to fucking leave this battle. And sometimes the wolf goes, listen, dear friend, we're about to break through to another world. What, what a long-winded way of saying absolutely fuck all. <laughs> so anyway, the word that I believe you're looking for is ensemble. <laughs> yeah, right, listen. So I have an assembly. Um, <laughs> right, so what I look at is I look at a Watsit as a staple cheese snack, right? Okay. Okay. So what suits would definitely be in the mix. I'd then probably try and juju that up a little bit by a frazzle added into the mix, a monster munch, pickled onion, probably like in later years, a flaming hot. And I would maybe a skip if I'm feeling a bit more edgy. I'd then probably look at two different chocolate bars to have. One of those, again, you'd have a staple of, you know, a Snickers, a Mars bar or a Twix. Right, something that's you know not too edgy, and then to that you'd add something that you know had a little bit more to it. Maybe even high end like Terry chocolate orange bar, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know something like that. Maybe that, and, and I don't want to get emotional here, but I don't know if anyone remembers Drifters. I don't even like, I don't see Drifters anymore. I haven't seen Drifters for ages, but Drifters to me were you know one of the finest inventions ever known to man. It was mm-hmm. you know really a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, and that would have been a that would have been a normal. Chill blade, sort of, you know. Actually, uh, talking Friday night, aren't we? I probably would look at maybe against his pasty as well. What while you're watching Big Brother, you would have a can of coke, yeah, back at Chris, a drifter, and then a pasty. No, I'd have the pasty first, of course. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd have the pasty as the TV cracked into life, and Davina McCall, sort of, you know, 
lit up the room. Uh, and then by the time that, you know, they were doing the sort of like final eviction, I'd just be sort of finishing off my drifter. I'd slow it down. You know, still even now, that you know, actually, you know, I'd long for those days. Heady days, my friend. Mm. What about you? I mean, uh, what about you? What are you about to say? No, because obviously you were a vegan at the time, so you couldn't right, have, right. you know, you've probably never had a Ginst a steak slice. No, well, I, you know, I wasn't always vegan. I, I did used to have a, a Ginsters. Did you? Uh, Do you miss them? Yeah. No, not massively. What would be the thing you miss most about meat? I don't miss meat as much as I miss cheese. Oh, wow, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, m- melted cheese is something that doesn't exist in the vegan world. No. So, um, uh, what I would say, though, in terms of snack, I could recommend all sorts of uh, regular snacks, but one of the things that um, I think is a bit of an unsung hero is if you go to the the uh, the world foods aisle yeah. at your supermarket, or indeed uh, any Asian-owned supermarket. If you're going to say what uh, I think you're going to say, I might well just get a flight to Portugal and hold you in my arms, but carry on. Okay, this is a lot of pressure on this. They do a chili and lemon potato snack, and it is genuinely out of this world. Mike. It was. I mean, I'm going to try that. I was thinking it was going to be something else. You know those little chili, you know, those little chili things that they do, like the little chili wafer type things. They're like, like little tiny round biscuits. Oh, man, what are they call? I don't think I've had those. Oh my god, that's what I thought you were going to say. They're definitely vegan because you can get them on Olive Barrett's. Oh god. Um, but these chili and lemon things are amazing. I can't remember the name of the company, but they're wicked. Um, I listen. I was very anti uh, the idea of eating a yogurt for a snack until I started watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. And uh, if any Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans will know that Terry, yeah. uh, Sergeant Terry, Sergeant Terry Jeffers, yeah. uh, loves his yoghurt. And when you watch, I'm, I'm so easily suggestible. So if I watch Terry in a yoghurt at his desk, I think, oh, do you know what? I can't fancy a yoghurt. Do you lick the lid of a yoghurt still? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, of course you have to. No, yeah, of course you have to. I just don't know. Just obviously, to. like, sophistication and age depends. Some people find that disgusting if you do it on a tube or something. So. I wouldn't do it on a tube. Or a train. I wouldn't eat a fucking yogurt on a tube or a train. Really? You always get yogurts on trains. Like yogurt, you always get yogurts? Yogurts when you're sitting on a train, if you get like a, like, if you go to the snack car, you always got yogurts there. That's one of the few times I'm definitely going to have a yogurt. Yeah, I don't think I'd have a yogurt on a train. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you, do you know what I used to do on a late night train, which I've decided is unacceptable behaviour? I used to stop at wasabi. Oh, yeah. Get like, Oh, why, why have they no. got was, why, but they've got a wasabi at Victoria Station. They haven't so on the way back yet. after after a gig, I'd like go in there, get like a tub of curry, and then <laughs> I did exactly <laughs> that thing. <laughs> like this is so fucking sick. like this is so. I would go right to wasabi. Right, they do yeah. this incredible shout out wasabi, like um, sweet chili sticky chicken, right with like the right. sticky rice. It's amazing, right? Yeah. I, went, I was so addicted to that, but I'd eat that at like 11, 12 o'clock at night as you would oh, be. Mate, right? it, was, probably... it was insane. And then I had literally the, the worst stomach through the night, right? And if I was gigging three times that week, I'd have the same meal that I, week. Mate, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I'd go, and it wasn't, it, honestly, and you know the other disgusting thing about it? <laughs> It would not matter how much I'd eaten that day. It, it wouldn't matter if I'd got to the gig eating. L- literally, it doesn't matter how short the gap of time is. Have dinner, arrive at the gig. Doesn't matter if I'm only at the gig for 20, literally do my set and leave. I then have to have a wasabi at Victoria. Mate, you're such, there's so much. Oh, I'm so that person. 
like like even like to the point if if I go to a train station, even like now I struggle with this, but if I go to a train station, right, and I'll go and like look up, and the train is like I've got fifteen minutes at the train station. I'll go. I might as well get a Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and you know, and sometimes I'll put pressure on my journey. What I could do is not take on a thousand calories. And have a relaxed wander over the train. But no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and queue up at a food place that I don't need because I've already had three meals that day. And then fucking have to sprint with a, with, a, with a bag of food to make the journey that I've made now high pressure because I'm such a greedy prick. Do you know how other people behave, Tom? Other people go, they turn up at Victoria and they go, or whatever train station, and they go, oh, I'm, I'm quite hungry because I haven't eaten that much today. Maybe I'll get something to eat. I oh, know, let me have a look. Oh, do you know what? It's a short amount of time before the next trail. I'm going to wait a little bit. And maybe by the time I get I'll back, have a I'll pair just, when I get I home. Want to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just have an apple or something. Whereas you and I will go, I will actually, on occasion, I've been known to just get the next train. <laughs> I'm so tragic. <laughs> King's Cross, like leaving the station to find a Burger King. <laughs> and also, like, this is it's fucking, so this is so bad. embarrassing. If I go to Burger King, right? And like, I'm a McDonald's guy, really, by heart. But if I go to Burger King, I have a Burger King meal and I have to order, like, eight chilli cheese bites. I'm like, I don't need those in my life. Do you know that, that food that you... the food that's It's exa- a classic example of food you you order to sort of keep you occupied as you're unwrapping the actual food that you consider to be the meal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so I know exactly how that goes. You order the little side thing and then you're sort of unwrapping the burger or the... I'll be unwrapping my burrito as I'm eating these nachos. Do you know what I mean? That I didn't want. What I love is I don't need a fucking... Like, number one, I don't need a fucking burger and chips. But I also didn't need, don't need a fucking starter to that meal. <laughs> so I don't need I a fucking side dish. I know. The idea of trying to construct three courses <laughs> at Chipotle. <laughs> trying to spit it, spit past the fucking, like, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Just going to Lola's. Can I just, I just need one, a, a single cup? Can Honestly, in. my train's leaving in, in a minute. <laughs> I need us three cookies. Uh, 45 minutes on the train, you've eaten all three cookies. You, like, you've got with the best intentions of going, I'll, have, I'll have, give one of these cookies to my wife and I'll have the other, other cookie at some point this week. You get home with chocolate around your fucking mouth. Oh, some wanker on the it. fucking train goes, you got chocolate on your chin. Yeah. And then Lisa would do something like, even if I put it in the bin, the next morning, she'll put something in the bin. She'll notice the wrapper. I'll come downstairs. Enjoy your cookies last night? Yeah, I did, Luther. Go fuck yourself. I, I break. I crumble to Gaffer and I'll go. Like, she'll go, do you have, you know, have you had some food? And I'll go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a burking all the way home. She's like, Ugh. I actually, um, like Sean Hughes, Sean Hughes, RIP, once gave me a bollocking on the phone really? about it. Sean Hughes, if you don't know, an ama- amazing comedian who passed away a few years yeah. ago, but like one of the very best. Um, yeah, I remember him phoning me up one night. He's asking, I don't know, he's just checking in about how a gig had gone or something. And then he just sort of, he sort of gave me this really affectionate, not that really nice, not, not like, you know, well meaning, just sort of bollocking for eating after, like yeah, so it's... late at night. He just said, he just, he just, he just, I remember him saying to me, you're just going to eat and you're going to sleep on that now. You yeah. know, you've got nothing else left in your day. Because you literally just have to... What are you doing? Fueling the walk upstairs to bed? Yeah. You know, like... It makes you sound even worse there, doesn't it? <laughs> Your face! You, mate, you, you look exactly how I feel. That's exactly... So yeah, but it's like, yeah. He's so right, isn't he? Um, okay. Hit me, boy. Next email. Big shout-out, by the way, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much for that, Sue. And uh, 
I would say Sue's. I, I'd call her the duck rather than the sloth. You call her the what? Duck. The duck, right? Yeah. And by the way, so I, I sounded like I was being a bit narky about you watching Big Brother when, I, when in actual fact I watched the first five series religiously. I'm um, so okay. obsessed with it. Tom Rom and the Graceful Swan. Would love to stay anonymous. Where possible, team, stumbled over your pod on day one. A uh, long time fan of both your work. Um, okay. I'm a serving army officer. Wow. Oh, wow. Big shout big, out. Yeah, to the forces. Yeah, bro. Uh, although who, although having my own demons, speak with many soldiers and friends who suffer their own. The key is actually getting people talking and with humour better understand their predicament and that life's a gift, a pretty sweet ride. So do you and take it to the max. Nice one. Uh, on a more jovial note, how do you think you would both get on in either military training or an exercise operations? You're both robust men amongst men. I'd love to bring you down and let you experience some training, shooting and general shenanigans. Who do you think of the two of you as the biggest minerals? I think you pull off the camo look and we can set you both up as a couple of sweet, sweet soldiers. Keep up the great work, chaps. The Ox. Wow. You know what? Wow. He has called himself, and he owns that name, to be fair. Um, I think we've both done, for television shows, like we've both done this military, done military stuff, right? Like, yo, look, number one, we've done military stuff in the boundaries of television uh, and, you know, it being sort of made easier for two slightly overweight fucking comedians um i i, I don't know I, I do you know actually what i i think rom romesh has got a lot of um although he sort of knocks himself a lot of time i i think you you've got is it withal i think you you stick with something i don't think you'd ever quit you know is that right that's the right word right withal withal yeah that type of varnish <laughs> no withal is withal let me have a look where, at that. do you mean where withal yes yes that's exactly <laughs> what i mean all right but I, I do think, like, I, I think if me and you went to do, like, a soldier thing with these actual squaddies and, uh, you know, maybe that is something we should do at some point. I mean, it would, the shooting and fucking, like, the, the shenanigans sound like fun. It, it's fucking hard, isn't it, though? I, I shout out Dan Schreiber. Uh, I'm a uh, listener of the show and uh, owner of an amazing podcast himself. But uh, me and him, many years ago, I had to do a fucking army tra- training thing for a pilot that we did. And they put us through the fucking paces. And let me tell you, it was fucking so fucking... Like, the, like the, the respect you have for them. But also, it's quite emasculating when you're, you know, in the midst of... Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I know that you did the one for League of Their Own recently. And uh, well, you've done it twice, haven't you? Yeah, we did. Mar- I did Marines training for... Um... For League of Their Own, and then for Road Trip, we did the SAS Survival thing with Foxy and Ardo Kane. And um, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't find. And by the way, this is me. I, I've got nothing but respect and admiration for people that can do it. I, I don't have the uh, ability nor the inclination. And so my, uh, I know you said that I've got the weather all to, uh, to to never get. I, I just would give up so easily. I just don't have any steel about me at all. I, I've often said that, it, you know, you know when they say, oh, this person only survived because of their absolute dedication and, you know, their, their, their will to survive and blah, blah, blah. I imagine when they find my corpse, they'll say something like, do you know what, if only he'd put a bit of sort of effort in and, and shown a bit of kind of grit, he could have made out of this quite easily. I don't know. I think back against the wall, I think you'd surprise yourself. I think you'd surprise everyone in your platoon, but you know, also in my what platoon, right? You'd also you'd you'd surprise yourself, right? Like I would say now, right? In my mind, me and you, if like we're behind enemy lines, right, and I'm with like you know, uh, you know, the ox, 
uh, and Darren and I don't know, you know, Foxy and some others, right? And we're behind enemy lines and like you're sort of a bit behind us, right? And we get caught in a like in a big sort of like crossfire shootout, right? I know for a fact that at the opportune time, like we're like, you know, and I'm like, oh, we're down, we're fucking down, man. We've got no way out of this fucking thing. And then Foxy's like, is that how you talk? Yeah, yeah, when I'm in the army, I would. And then the, uh, the ox is like, we need something, we need something, right? And then you, like, out of nowhere, I can just imagine, like, you going, I'm here, I'm here, right? And then you'd be like, doof, 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 doof. and then, like, we're like, fucking hell, the owl's here, like that. He's fucking here. Like, we'd all start celebrating you. And you'd be like, there's a foxhole just over yonder, we can make it. And we'd all... We'd be like, yo, thanks to you, Al. And like, thank you, Al. And like that. <laughs> we'd all run to the foxhole, right? And then you'd be like last in shooting. And uh, <laughs> 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 we'd be like, we thought you'd gone home. We thought you'd left us. You mean, I never leave my platoon, my friends, my kin. And we'd all like grab you and hug you and shake your hand. And then we just all run to freedom. <laughs> it's it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, even in a story where I'm supposedly the biggest hero of it, you've managed to make me look like a fucking nuclear level prick. <laughs> and also, when you first and also when you first did my voice in that story, you you, you so wanted to get it humiliating that you took a, a deep breath in so that you could nail it. Don't don't think I didn't notice that. <laughs> And that was only the, that was the fucking nicest it sounded throughout that whole story. I'm just saying, right? That I think you would come back and save your platoon. That's oh <laughs> uh, god. Okay, Tom. Yeah. Can you please uh, do us the honor of taking us out? Yeah. Yeah. Kick it back and relax. Remember your kin and those around you. For there was a man called Wesley, right? And many, many, many moons ago, uh, Wesley was uh, actually, in fact, the person who gave Jesus the bread to make, uh, turned the bread into fish, like at school in the school playground. like Jesus, the first time he ever did it, and he turned bread into fish, was like, it was Wesley's piece of bread that he used, right? And Wesley was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you know, and obviously Jesus shared the, the fish out amongst everyone and was showing off about it. And Wesley didn't really get any any of that fucking, that sweet, sweet acclaim from from anyone because it was his piece of bread. And like um, Wesley's dad had a baker's. So quite a lot of the time, Jesus would be lurking around Wesley when he was first playing this trick. Uh, to uh, show people the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, Wesley, you got any more of that bread? Oh, yeah, Wesley, you got any more of that bread, right? And uh, Wesley went, yeah, 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 because he kind of, like, got a little kick out of being a part, a small part of this whole thing, right? As Jesus's acclaim grew for his tricks and stuff, and he was now turning water into wine and all the kids in the playground, like, he obviously made friends with someone whose dad had a watermill, um, you know, people sort of, like, started, everyone started bringing bread in, it's like, oh, yeah, can you turn this into fish? And uh, he forgot about Wesley and his dad, the baker. Um, 
And yeah, as Jesus's like success and name grew around uh, Bethlehem and all of like the world, and everyone was talking about him, and he was like fucking doing loads of cool shit. Uh, he forgot about Wesley, um, and you know when Jesus then many many years later was going through like his tougher tests and his tougher times, he was sort of like people don't know he went back to Bethlehem and he was just like sort of like you know in the cloak of darkness walking around and he noticed a light on in a building and he sort of scurried towards the the light and he sort of looked through and it was like a very successful baker's a very very successful baker's. And he looked and he sort of squinted his eyes and he saw Wesley, the uh, the friend of from school, and he sort of tapped if on the window, if they had windows back then. If not, he just sort of like whistled through the open hole and Wesley looked round and Jesus said, oh my God, it's you, it's Wesley. And Wesley said, oh, my friend, my, my beautiful friend. And he said, come in, come in, have some bread, uh, unless you want to turn it to fish. And Jesus said, actually, no, I would love one of your sandwiches. So Jesus goes in and sort of starts eating the bread. And he says, oh, you know, maybe I lost touch of the fact that when we started out, we were a double act. And now, uh, and, and now obviously I've had world acclaim and you are still a humble baker. And Wesley said, no, I'm not a humble baker. I actually have seven bakeries in Bethlehem and neighboring towns. And like you went on to find acclaim, but I kept my operation small but still enough to have a beautiful family. And Jesus looks at him and goes, maybe you were the hero I needed to be. The moral of the story is it's all well and good turning fish into into fish and using magic tricks, but sometimes hard work and knowing that being in the eye of the storm isn't actually worth it. I don't, I don't, um, I mean, it's really beautiful. I've got absolutely no idea the point you're trying to make there. Uh, I think it's that Wesley... It kept... feels like you're trying to signal to me that you want to go solo. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I think in the two of them, I'd probably be Wesley and you'd be Jesus in a lot of ways. But what I'm saying is, with Wesley, is Wesley... Wesley didn't look towards the stars. Right. Because the stars only shine at night. Wesley knew that sometimes there'd be clouds and some, sometimes there'd be sun and sometimes there'd be rain, but everyone would always need bread. That's probably what I should have well, said at the end that's, of it. Yeah, that's lovely. Now you've got the... yeah. Yeah. Um, well look uh, thank you so much for listening guys um, next week we're back to two episodes a week it's exciting isn't it yes are you back next week kind of yeah oh wow well, wow two episodes next week uh, Romesh will be back with English Romesh rather than El Jefe the boss from Portugal <laughs> I want you all to remember one thing stay real stay credible and stay you I've been the wolf. He's been the owl. Yeah, I'm really sorry about being tired and not really being on form today. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfowlpod at gmail.com. That's wolfowlpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.